the architect, David, he was about to leave architecture and take up photography full time. He was going to give up architecture. And he then spoke to Mauricio. They had this incredible conversation, inspired each other. And he was like, okay, no, let's do this. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Buzicruz. Enjoy the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Emily Padan co-creator and co-owner of Hinter Company. A few years ago, Emily left her career as a school teacher in Montreal to pursue entrepreneurship full-time with her now husband, Mauricio. The creative couple had a vision for building a luxurious, eco-friendly escape in the Canadian forest. Over the next couple of years, Emily and Mauricio wrestled tirelessly with the question, what would it look like to create spaces that integrate art, nature, community, and sustainability? Their answer to that question proved to be Hinter. Hinter spaces are inspired by cabins in the Norwegian mountains. They use Japanese design cues and a minimalist philosophy. So yes, they are absolutely stunning. Every interior space is carefully crafted with a strong emphasis on what matters most to Emily and Mauricio, comfort and nature. Tune in to hear how these entrepreneurs first brought Hinter to life in 2018, how they've scaled to one of the most desirable places to stay in North America, and get a sneak peek for what they have in store next. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Emily Padan. All right, Emily. So if I were to be invited to a happy hour with some of your closest friends, and if I were to ask these folks to tell me a little bit about Emily, what do you imagine that they'd say? I love this question. Um, I think they would say that I'm very outgoing and friendly, um, very loyal, like whoever's in my bubble. I really want to give them everything like love, time, attention. Um, and in terms of like my personal interests, I think people would say definitely what stands out is I love to travel. Hmm. I love good food and I love like experiences over things. Hmm. And I've always been like that. Interesting. Um, well I can relate. And uh, what's funny about the, the <laughs> experience over things, you said you've, you've always, you've always been like that. I feel like you know, at growing up or like as a kid, that's that's a hard thing to kind of grasp or come to terms with. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like the the temptation is like, I want the toy, I want the thing, whatnot. So, have you always like, even as a child, like wanted to go experience something as opposed to, you know, get that new shiny doll or car or truck or whatever it might be? So I, I definitely stand corrected to a certain extent. Like as a kid, I definitely, I definitely did like, you know, the toy days, like the new bike or like the stuffed animal or whatever. But I have to say my parents did a really, really good job at showing us so many types of experiences and mm. like the, the beauty in spending time with family and travel. I traveled, I was, I'm very privileged to say that I was able to travel from a very young age with my family. And I think that that did cultivate something in me. And I grew up really loving travel. The second I was able to travel on my own without my family and go with friends or, you know, a boyfriend yeah. or something like that. Like I was there, I was going and tasting the food and talking to the locals. And I mean, it was always something I, I really loved. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, uh, I, it's funny. My, um, my family, I actually grew up in, uh, Hawaii on the Island of Oahu oh, wow. and, um, my, so my family didn't, we, we actually came from a big family and we didn't travel a ton, but we would go to what in Hawaii people call the mainland, which is the rest of the United States. We go to California because my mom <laughs> had a, had some family there and we'd go there like every summer for like three weeks. But beyond that, my family didn't travel a ton. And so when I, uh, was, I guess 16 or so, was the first time sort of I, I left the country 
and bought like a ticket to Europe myself with some uh, my sister and a couple friends. Uh, and anyways, or anyhow, I ended up taking my parents abroad for the very first time, and they were you know well into their uh, late forties by by that point. And it was such just like surreal experience. By then, I had traveled internationally many times, and when when you are able to travel younger and experience like different culture at an earlier age, it's just so funny how it does change your perspective and thinking on oh wow, like the way that things work here in the states, for instance, right. The, those aren't normal that, that isn't like normal <laughs> elsewhere and like I feel like it as opposed to my parents who were still who were so like jar like overwhelmed quite frankly about like oh wow this is how you know Spain operates as a country or wow this yeah. is what London does it's a little bit different than you know New York um so anyways all that is to say that I think if you do have the opportunity to travel young uh you should take it. It's it's worth it's worth Absolutely. giving up the new iPhone or you know waiting for the new you know forget the new new Apple Watch like you know go take a yeah, go take I a trip mean, abroad. Like I have a perfect example. So many of my friends growing up, not as much now, but maybe in their early twenties, like all they wanted was like a Chanel bag or an Yves Saint Laurent uh, yeah. bag, like all these designer bags. I am happy to say I have never owned one. I never plan to because. I don't know. I mean, what is it about having this crazy bag and going nowhere with it? Yeah. Like, I want to go everywhere and I don't need a bag. Like, I'll just use my pockets. There you go. I love that. I love that perspective. So I stumbled upon Hinter on Instagram while I was actually doing some research on uh, some of the more desirable different short-term stays, short-term rentals uh, across North America. And your collection of homes is, you know, nothing short of spectacular. And I'm really, really eager to sort of dive into this story. And I've got so many questions for you. Um, but before we do, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about your own story. Like, where'd you grow up? What'd you study in school? What ultimately led you to build Hinter? Sure. Well, firstly, thank you so much for the kind words. And I'm so happy that you stumbled upon us because uh, I really excited for this conversation. I think uh, we have so much in common already, and I'm sure your listeners will love to hear about Hinter. So to give you an idea of a little more about me, um, I'm born in Montreal, Canada, uh, currently living in Montreal, Canada still, um, despite all my travels. <laughs> and I actually studied to be an elementary school teacher. Huh. And I was an elementary school teacher for seven years. So that's something that I kind of always had in me. My mom was a teacher for a few years. I always thought I would be good at it. And I was, to be honest, I, I, it was something, it was a beautiful chapter. It was something I loved. Um, however, about, uh, I guess in the sixth or seventh year of my, my teaching journey, um, I actually met Mauricio, who is basically my, I say basically because we're kind of a pandemic wedding situation. So we're just going to call him my husband because I'm tired of the word fiance. There we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll take it. Exactly. So Mauricio um, and I met in like mid 2018. And basically I had already committed to going into another year of teaching. But during that year of teaching, I started, him and I started to talk about all kinds of things. He was working in um, the tech world. He was the president of a company. He was, you know, doing really well. Everything was great, but he always had this feeling that there was something else for him. Mm. And he, and to be honest, I had that feeling too. I just didn't know what I would do because yeah. I was like, well, what else can I do? Like, this is all I know. This is what I'm good at, you know? And he, meanwhile, before we even met, he had been traveling a lot in his work for work to Norway and a lot of Scandinavian countries. Huh. And he started seeing the architecture and the way it's so seamlessly like just merges with nature. And it's, I mean, it's just, I, I haven't myself been to Norway yet, but I've seen the photos. I've, since then, I've studied so much of the architecture there and it's just, beautiful. So he felt really inspired and he felt like, why don't we have this in Canada or huh. even in North America? We really hardly see it. So he came back and he started dreaming and thinking of, you know, what he can possibly do. And at that time, he, he actually, um, around that same time, he decided to buy a prefab cabin, which, um, was just an hour and a half North of Montreal, which okay. is called Mont Tremblant. Okay. Um, you might know about it. It's like one of the bigger ski resorts in the East coast of North America. Um, so 
he bought a cabin there. And when we met, we started spending all our weekends there and all the time. And it was so nice to finally spend all this time in nature. And, um, then meanwhile, he also started talking to an architect and he had these dreams of creating something a little different because as I mentioned, this was a prefab. He wanted to build something like from scratch with an architect, something that no one else had. So that's where Hinterhouse specifically started to be born. And in the meantime, with a cabin that was formerly known as Hinter Cabin, we actually don't run this one anymore, um, but we started renting it out and seeing what people would, how people would react. And it was amazing. I mean, we booked up six months in advance. It was just full force ahead. So we decided, okay, hold on. Like this can be something. Yeah. So we both decided to leave our jobs and go in full time on this. Wow. Wow. That is a remarkable story. So I want to back up just a little bit. So Mauricio was working in in tech and he's got this, you know, dream of doing something a little bit different. So he gets this prefab cabin and pretty soon realizes, wow, there's, you know, maybe we could take what I love about what he loved about Norway and and bring that into into North America. And, And that's all great. But like, how do you go from sort of like this, like dream to actually even understanding how to start building this incredible, like, architecturally, you know, uh, pristine sort of structure, let alone like a collection of structures. Like, did he have a background in architectural design at all? Or did he, did he know people that did, or like walk me through how you guys really got started here once you decided to go all in? Yeah. I mean, that's an important question to ask. I mean, first of all, to answer your question, no, neither of us had any sort of architectural background officially. Um, so the answer is absolutely working with the right people yeah. because the architect that we, that, that Mauricio originally met and became friends with, and we're still friends with today, he had this incredible vision. Mauricio saw some previous projects he had worked on. He was like, oh my God, I need to talk to this guy. That's what I want. This is the style I want to do. I need to work with this guy. So he was actually crazy enough. The architect, David he was about to leave architecture and take up photography full time. He was going to give up architecture. And he then spoke to Mauricio. They had this incredible conversation, inspired each other. And he was like, okay, no, let's do this. And he stayed. He also does some photography on the side now, but he is still an architect. Yeah. He has a partner now. um, So there are two of them and they, they're super successful. So that's a whole other story, a whole other success story. But all that to say, it's all about working with the right people. It's about all the years also of inspiration behind this because Mauricio had time to like, to learn, you know, not only seeing it in Norway, but he listened to so many podcasts, read so many books, (laughs) looked at so many architectural designs. I mean, so you, sometimes you don't need a degree you just need the drive yeah. and you need the willingness to succeed in something. And, and actually that goes for myself too, right? I mean, I was a teacher. I was not in that world yeah. whatsoever. So I, I also learned so much about social media and I had experience in my own way. I worked with, I worked at a private school. I worked with people who were paying a lot of money for their yeah. child's education. So yeah. I knew how to deal with people. You know, so it's also about transferring your skills into something new. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that. And so you guys, it'd be one, it would have been one thing to just, you know, build a beautiful home or a beautiful couple of homes, but, but Hinter's like a lot more than just right. These, uh, these buildings, uh, these short-term rentals, you guys, you know, talk about being this uh, community or the, the built you're, you're in the process of continuing to build this community that sort of like focuses on. I don't know, like an intersection of nature and travel and architecture and well-being. And, you know, that that's obviously a much broader vision than just being like, you know, uh, uh, luxury short term rental owners. Right. So talk to talk to us about that, like unpack that vision for us a little bit about why take a, a broader picture approach to doing this as opposed to just going all in on a couple of beautiful homes and, you know, uh, being yeah, short-term rental owners of, of luxury architecturally, you know, designed buildings. I love that you get that. First of all, I love that you understand and you feel that because that's exactly what we're trying to convey. And it's always super nice to hear that it's, that it's resonating. Um, to us, 
to both Mauricio and I, we are strong believers that experiences are, there's so much involved in an experience. Hmm. I mean, it goes down to the things you taste, right? I mean, it's, it's everything. So when, yes, a beautiful space is important. Absolutely. Especially with the the brand that we have. I mean, that's why we don't just bring on any sort of home into our, into our brand and our company. Um, however, it's from, you know, the, the fabric you touch when you're sitting on the couch yeah. or it's, it's from the taste of the coffee you're having. It's from the, the feeling you get as you look at the view around you, you flip through a book that inspires you. You have the crackle of the fireplace and, you know, you feel the warmth, but you also, you hear that, that cozy sound and you smell the wood burning. I mean, it's, it's includes all of our senses and, We've also come to realize, all of us in this world, in the past two years, is that experiences and wellness and escapes, despite all the blocks that we might have had at certain points, a lot of it is mental. Mm. And a lot of it is something that has to do with within us. So, you know, what do you do when you can't travel because there's COVID restrictions? Or, hey, maybe you have financial restrictions. Yeah. Without COVID even, you can't get away. Well, can you meditate in your own home? Can you, you know, change the way that you live and, you know, maybe become more minimal? Um, Can you practice yoga? Can you cook intentionally and slow down? And these are all values that we want our community to embrace. Mm. We want people to, to, to embrace that slow living philosophy and to enjoy the little things in life. So we actually expanded our brand. Like you mentioned, we're not only spaces you can stay in. We also have a wellness studio online. Everything's virtual. There's cooking classes, meditation, yoga, there's workouts. There's, um, there's even like taking care of your house plants. There's a little bit of everything. And, you know, eventually we're working on some retreats as well, where we can travel and go to other beautiful places. So all of the values we have, we really wanted that to be part of one umbrella hmm. of Hinter. Oh, that's so, that's so fascinating. And, and if I can sort of like, you know, take a stab at, at summarizing what uh, I, I think I'm hearing here, it's, it's almost like you guys created these, these spaces that were inspirational, that were uh, real retreats, right? Like, uh, almost like, you know, fountains of, of respite. Um, and then once you did, you're like, well, hey, not everybody's going to be able to come here. And even for the people that are able to come here, it's like, you know, there are only so many days in the year, right? Where, where, those, where the places year, are, exactly. yeah, are, are, are open and, and whatnot. And so you guys wanted to take sort of the, the spirit that you had sort of like cultivated in this space and find a way to share it with the masses, right? Like, how do you take what is so special about the spaces that you've created, uh, these these experiences, and, and how do you uh, share that with the broader world? So it's a really interesting sort of like natural uh, extension, a natural progression, I would even say, from sort of like something that you've created physically to, you know, go and distribute that spirit, so to speak, like digitally, um, and, exactly. and then some. So very, very, very cool. And, and not something that like a, a lot of people are doing. So... Um, you right now, if your website serves me correctly, there are three places to stay that are a part of Hinter, the Hinter House, Hinter Cabin X and Stealth House. Can you briefly talk about each of these spaces and how you sort of, you know, you and Mauricio brought these spaces to life? Sure. So just a quick, um, a quick, not correction, but just to clarify one thing, please. Yes. Stealth House, Stealth House actually does not physically exist yet. Okay. Um, okay. There are renders on our website and there's actually already a very long queue for people who want to book it when it is ready. Um, we have, you know, we do a lot of, of wait lists and uh, a lot of marketing in that sense to build up. And we have, uh, I think about 700 people on the wait list there, Amazing. which we're super grateful for. But that one is probably, we're looking at end of 2022. Okay. I can okay. say now end of this year. There we go. So, there we go. We're in 2022 finally. So, um, so I won't talk as much about Stealth House just because we're in earlier stages, but I'll talk a little bit about Hinter House and Hinter Cabin X. So as I mentioned a little bit earlier, actually, we started with a house that was 
formerly called Hinter Cabin. Yep. Hinter Cabin X is our newest space that's up and running, which is kind of like a new rendition of Hinter Cabin. Okay. Um, so it is also a prefab, this space. Uh, it's kind of like our more, let's, what would you say, entry level experience to the Hinter experience. It's still beautiful. It's still the design inside has our touch on it. It has, you know, our our uh, standard of experience that we provide. Everything, all that goes into the creation of Hinter Cabin X. But, you know, it's not a one-of-a-kind space. Sure. And we always want to be super transparent about that. Um, it has a stunning view, I have to say. You see the mountain of Mont Tremblant, which is really, really beautiful. Then we have Hinter House, which has been around since July 2020. Um, that is... I would say as of now, definitely our, you know, our star of our, of our company, our five-star experience, um, our highest end part of our experience. Um, that is the piece that I mentioned earlier. We worked with uh, the architect, David Workend, and we, it's, it's, it's one of a kind. I mean, huh. it's really focused on minimal modern design merging with nature it has these gorgeous wood shutters outside of the house that you can move around and play with the light wow. if it goes in or not. Cause most of the house is, is window is glass. So you can also play with privacy and light seeping in. And there's this kind of mini version of the space down a little path, which is a sauna. Huh. So you have like this tiny little sauna in the woods. I mean, I, I'm biased, I guess, but I, it just, it's it's a wonderful place. <laughs> wow. And so when you guys decided to build Hinter House, like what did, did you guys have like a design aesthetic already? Like are you and Mauricio pretty like uh, w would you guys consider yourselves to be uh, designers or at least have sort of like a, uh, uh, you know, a, you have you have decent design eyes or like did you come to the architect with a specific vision and uh, of an aesthetic or did he help you all flesh that out was it like hey we have this grandiose vision of trying to build some trying to build a really unique stay that uh you know helps bring nature into the home but we don't really know how to do that or was it like hey guys uh we have a plan this is how this is our vision we want these really cool like you know uh shutter door experience we want people to be able to play with light and play with privacy go build it you know flesh out a little bit more about like how those conversations unfolded because i think for folks listening in who might aspire to build something uh you know, similar or, uh, or, you know, build something in their own context. I think one of the big questions that folks often have is how much vision do you need to have when approaching a designer or a builder, or in your case, an architect? Right. I think that it's, it's a mix. Um, Mauricio had a vision absolutely because he saw what he saw in Norway and then all the books of inspiration that yeah. he, that he looked at and the photos that inspired him, he knew he wanted to combine Japandi design cues with Scandinavian style, and most importantly, let nature seep in. So those were like the top, top priorities. Hmm. However, I also think it's extremely important to find the right architect because the architect has to have the vision. Perhaps they have to have uh, experience doing some similar style as well. You know, if they're, if they're like doing mid-century modern all the time, you're not going to necessarily hire that person to do like a Japanese style space. Like, sure, you know, you sure. need to... You need to make sure they have the right vision as well and the right experience, but also to be open-minded. Um, so I think that that was the perfect combination between Mauricio and David, and they they worked really, really well together to create that. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I appreciate that. Um, so one of the things I love about, you, you guys have done a really good job marketing your spaces and really sort of your broader vision. And on your website, you have these like really, really neat uh, video vignettes that help tell a little bit of the the Hinter story and help kind of communicate to the broader world. Hey, this is this is what we're about. Like this is what we're in the process of of building. And I I loved the story that you all feature of of Barry Graham, who I guess is a a, a local carpenter and and like a, a yeah. leading subject matter expert on like snowmobiles, which was like crazy. It's like who like people like this exist? So who cool. knew? <laughs> I know, um, I know. <laughs> and so and so it's you know it's really obvious that you guys are you know aspiring 
trying to build something greater than just, again, this beautiful collection of architectural short-term rental wonders. Um, so can you unpack, I guess, a little bit more? You've done you've done a little bit of this already, but just go a little bit deeper on, like, what is your broader vision? Like, what are you guys trying to do? And, and where would you say you are um, in the process of, of, like, realizing that vision? Like, has the vision been fully realized? Are we just starting out? Like, where exactly do we find ourselves today? We are somewhere in the middle of that journey. We're definitely not there yet because there is so much still coming, which I'm super excited about. Um, so absolutely, we tell our we want to tell our story and we want to be really clear about the fact that this is not just about us. You know, there are so many people involved, like someone like Barry, who is, you know, man in his 60s living in the countryside and he's so passionate and he's so dedicated to his craft his art and we want to feature people like that and continue to along the way there's so many other episodes we have planned but i have to say they're they're maybe not the first thing that we're working on right now because we have something pretty exciting coming up and that will also answer your question in terms of where we are on our journey we, we have two spaces up and running right now, as you know, um, but we have something brewing and we're hoping that that will be end of this year and beginning of next year. But we're essentially starting to create um, a community, expanding the hotel where we'll have around 200 acres of land and we'll have probably 40 to 50 houses wow and they will be for sale actually and people can it, it'll be called hinter residences we actually do have a sneaky little link on our website Ooh. already okay. uh, where we have people joining the queue already to know about when these are going to be for sale so that's where stealth house comes in stealth house will be one of the options available to build um and there'll also be another style that we have that we're working on with our in-house architect because we now have an in-house architect as well oh, awesome. who was one of he was david's um like second like right hand man during the the creation of hinter house wow so this this uh gentleman nick he has now joined our team um on our in-house architecture firm so we're creating our own design and stealth house as options to buy uh, a residence with us in a bigger project it will embody that community feeling like we talked about you know there'll be other structures in the area there'll be spas there'll be like libraries uh, offices things like that in the middle of the woods to to communally you know experience wow. and there'll also be the option of homeowners um being able to rent out their property with Hinter. Wow. So we would manage the rental side of things. So there's a lot happening there, a lot brewing. I'm Very so exciting. excited about it. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. No, that's that's a that's a wonderful uh very bold, but like wonderful vision. Um and you know, we probably should have started with this. Where exactly is Hinter? Like you got you you said you're about an hour and a half north of Montreal, is that correct? Yeah, we're an hour and a half north, an hour and a half, an hour and, you know, three quarters north of Montreal. It's about 15 minutes away from the Mont Tremblant Ski Resort. Um, and we're also about, we're about the same distance from Ottawa okay. um, as well. And we actually have a lot of people that come from Toronto, even though it's about a six, seven hour drive. Wow. We have a lot of people who come from Toronto and the Ontario area and pre-pandemic and a little bit even in the last months or so, we do get a lot of Americans. Um, yeah. We you, we used to get a lot of Europeans too. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pretty easy trip. I mean, you I assume you yeah. fly into Montreal. You you know take a car. You drive whatever it is from there. And and actually, yeah. And on that note, you talked about taking the car. So um, we we actually rent out uh, Teslas as well that you can you can uh, rent to get to the space. Wow. So that's, that's something amazing. that. We have a couple of people taking advantage of this type of offer right now, um, but we do know that it's more popular with our guests who come and fly in because anyway, they want to rent a car to yeah. get there. So they rent the Teslas through us. And then they also have that experience of having, you know, 
it's better for the environment as well, which is huge, something we're big on. Um, so they're being green while getting there. We have chargers at the spaces so they don't have to worry about, you know, mapping out their stay and, and, and stopping for 40 minutes to charge somewhere. Everything's pretty convenient. Wow. That's, that is remarkable. And talk about sort of like a, a unique offer. Um, that is again, very on brand. Uh, I, I love, I love yeah, when, I love when thanks. I talk to folks that are hosts who are, you know, who take sort of their brand and they extend it throughout their entire experience, whether it's, you know, uh, the ability to rent a car or whether it's like, Hey, we're all about sustainability. Like here is, you know, local coffee that is roasted, you know, um, with sustainability in mind from the roaster down the street, or, you know, I've, we've stayed in some places where people do a really good job of bringing the local community. They're very community oriented and like 10% of like the, uh, profits from the stay go back into local, the local community or to a local charity, whatever it might be. And these hosts do a really fantastic job of designing the space like with the community in mind. So you've got like, you know, bread from the local baker. You've got, you know, a bottle of wine from like the the local wine shop. Right. So it's really, really cool when hosts do a really good job of taking the space that they've cultivated, but saying, hey, we want to we want to bring the spirit into, you know, the, the full experience that we want you to have here. So it sounds like you guys do just that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And actually, it reminded me, you know, you mentioned about, first of all, you mentioned about coffee and like we, we provide uh, a little sample of some local coffee as well, which is really fun. Um, And we, I don't think we mentioned this yet, actually, in this conversation, but we also plant 10 trees for every guest that we have. Wow. So that's also huge for us, because that's something that we really want to show our community that not only is their stay, you know, for themselves, but it's actually benefiting the planet. And that's something that we really feel like we need to lead by example. You know, we need to not only talk the talk, but we need to walk the walk. And part of creating something beautiful for others is also creating something beautiful for the planet. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's that's so wonderful. And again, very unique. Uh, not a lot of short term rental hosts uh, doing doing something as broad as that. And then that's a that's a lot of effort, right? It's not like, hey, we're going to donate 10% of profits to this charity. It's like, hey, no, like we are actually going to go and, you know, plant 10 trees <laughs> if you stay here. So uh, super, yeah. super unique. Thank um, you. I'm curious. Talk to us a little bit about like who comes to Hinter. So you said, you know, some people all from all over the place. Uh, you said Europeans, mm-hmm. um, some folks from the States, uh, a lot of folks who are even, you know, driving from from Toronto all the way there. Um, who who typically comes to your spaces? And, you know, what do folks think about them? Like wh- what kind of feedback have you received thus far from Hinter House and Hinter Cabin X? Yeah. So, I mean, we typically get people who are in the demographic of 25 to 50 years old, um, people who care about design, people who care about nature. But funny enough, we've also had a lot of people who maybe didn't think as much about those two things, but heard of us, liked what they saw. And then, you know, that kind of helped convince them as well, which is pretty cool because some people don't necessarily realize they care so much about nature and then when they have an experience where they're so submerged in it they realize what an effect it has directly both design and nature have a direct correlation with our well-being and the way we feel so I think we've converted some people and and made some people realize that by staying there Um, but yeah I would say that's our age group and people who typically it's people who care about experiences over things um, and people who, who need a little break too, yeah. you know? So are a lot of people coming there to kind of like escape like a city or they're coming to kind of like recharge for, for a week or so, or. Exactly. They, they need a break from the busy city that they're in. They want to just unwind, maybe reconnect with whoever they're with, reconnect with themselves, disconnect from, you know, lots of technology and, and, cars and you know construction and whatever it is um and yeah i mean you asked also about feedback i think people really appreciate the design that's something huge they really love to be surrounded by nature um they love the the communication throughout the stay as well which is something we're really big on mm. I mean, we we have a lot of messages that happen before you even get there you know there's a lot of communication there's we have guest websites that they they only have access to as a booked guest that so they get a little preview of what's to come questions they might have when they're staying before during after um a lot of like 
you know, FAQs and things like that. And then we have a manager as well who takes care of the guests while they're staying and, you know, has those messages back and forth, gives them his phone number. So if they need to reach him for anything. Um, and we also, you know, we, 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 of course, after they've stayed, we check with them and we, you know, say like, we'd love to know how you felt about it. And if you have any feedback and if you want to follow along on Instagram with us as well, so that you're part of our community. So I think that's really our goal, right? Like we want them to, we want them to come back yeah. and we want them also, even if they don't come back, we want them to stick around, whether it's on Instagram or, you know, in our virtual studio, like we really want them to join us in this, in this journey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I, you know, it's funny. My wife and I have spent the past year traveling all around uh, the States. We've stayed at, you know, more than 50 short-term rentals um, during this period of time. And our our favorite uh, guests, excuse me, our favorite hosts, our favorite stays have been the ones where we get to, you know, uh, we have deep affinity or appreciation for the space. We connect with the host, whether it's, you know, just over uh, an app or whether it's uh, even in person a couple times. We've been fortunate enough to actually meet some of the hosts. Uh, and you know, the ones that we want to carry on a relationship with, or it's like, you know, we, we want to follow you on Instagram, not just because you have a pretty house, but because like, we care about you. Like we understand what you're building. Uh, th those have been our favorite stays, the stays where we want to carry what we've, you know, experienced, uh, or the people that we've met with us even after we leave. So love that you guys have sort of a, an emphasis on you, you know, folks who leave remaining a part of what you're doing. Um, that's, that's very special. Absolutely. And, and I, I have to add as well that like, I do feel that that is also this ongoing education hmm. that we, we have to take part in because that continues to evolve, right? Like there's always going to be more things to learn. There's always going to be more ways to improve. And I think as, as anything in life, no matter what you do in life, I think that you also have to have that willingness to take feedback, to learn, to grow, to continue to get better and better in what you do, because there's always something that we can improve on. Everyone, right? Yeah. So I want to ask a couple questions about the marketing and, and sort of like promotion of Hinter, because you know you've you mentioned that you've got hundreds of people that are kind of like waiting uh, to take advantage of Stealth House. You've also got you know a wait list for people to uh, request uh, to stay at Hinter House and, and Hinter Cabin X. So, how did you sort of like amass this this following? And if 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 I'm correct. Uh, your the stays aren't listed on Airbnb or another short-term rental site, right? They're they're all booked directly through through Hinter. So we actually are on Airbnb, um, just as another outlet for people who don't know about us Got yet, it. just okay. to still bring people into the community. But I have to say, about ninety or ninety-five percent of our bookings come directly from our website. Got it. Okay. And so, how did you all? again, amass this, this following? Like, was it, did you use a bunch of connections that you had made over the years or like walk us through that? Cause I think, you know, one, one of the hard things for hosts, at least initially just, you know, getting off the ground, even if they have these, these wonderful stays is how do we market this effectively? A lot of people start on Airbnb, but then some folks graduate from Airbnb um, once they have amassed a, a particular following. So walk us through like what the marketing of Hinter looked like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just actually funny enough, when we first started, I was so convinced that community, like the community I already had was going to start us out. Yeah. And like, because I know a lot of people, I grew up in Montreal and I figured, okay, I mean, I had like, you know, like 2000 something Facebook friends. I'm like, I'm going to put this on Facebook. We're yeah. going to book up like crazy. I was really convinced about three years ago that that would happen. And I put it up and I got so many messages and comments. Oh my God, I have to stay there. Let me know. No, 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 no. One person out of my community <laughs> booked Whoa. in the first like two, three months. Okay. Yeah, one. one. And yeah. actually to this day, I think maybe four or five have ever stayed at either of our spaces. So I think that the lesson in that is do not rely on your friends and your family <laughs> and your, you know, like extended community, which is totally fine. You know, they might not be your target audience yeah. and that's okay. And sometimes they, you know, they're not early adopters. Maybe sure. they're going to want to stay only when they see that you're, you know, it's big and it's happening, but that's okay. So what I learned was that's not 
what we should rely on. Hmm. Uh, I think, you know, something, something that worked with, I mean, one, I think we were early in our, in our area and in our style. Um, so people hadn't seen much of this before. People were excited, even when it was hinter cabin, pre hinter house, people were excited to see like a Scandinavian style cabin when there was not a lot of that. Hmm. Now there's a lot of people in our area that are actually very inspired yeah. by Hinter yeah. and trying to do very similar things. I don't think I, I, you know, I might be wrong, but I don't think they'll find the same rapid success because there's already leaders in that area. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's important is you want to get in early to a specific niche and you want to be, you want to have your own niche. So if everyone in your area is doing a Scandinavian cabin, do something different. Sure. Do something that is yours because that's what we did three years ago. And I think that now we are leaders in this area and people trust that like, okay, they were the first ones around. They know what they're doing. We trust them. So there's that. There's also a lot of, a lot of marketing um, went into this on Instagram. On There's a lot of automation involved. There's a lot of the tech world that Mauricio was in earlier that has helped us as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of software and that, you know, we also, we've realized that even if something doesn't physically exist, look at Stealth House or look at Hinter House a few years ago before it existed. We were posting renders all the time. We were creating a following, creating hype, wait lists, all these things. So there were so many people that were so excited about it when it finally existed, we were booking like crazy. Huh. So that's, yeah. that's a huge part of it is that you need to, you can talk about something for even a year before it even exists. That's okay. People will be thrilled once it finally exists. I love that. I love that. And I think that that's a really, really good, important sort of takeaway for any anyone listening that is interested in building their own short-term rental, whether it's, you know, to the scale of Hinter or not. I think, you know, in, in sort of like startup and in, in tech, folks talk a lot about like building in public, right? Which is this like trend of, hey, rather than like waiting for the big reveal until you've got like a, you know, minimal viable product to share with folks, like talk about the journey, talk about making, you know, your first dollar, right? Don't wait until you've made your first million, right? Like say, hey, I got it, you know, I, I got our first sale and hey, this is where this is where our MRR is right now, right? Um, and I think that, that this right. has been very accepted by sort of like, you know, business, tech, uh, startup, Twitter, at least. Um, a lot of a lot of folks are, are building in public, but I think the same thing should apply for short-term rentals, right? And, and hosts of short-term rentals, meaning, hey, you don't have to wait until the house is ready to share on Instagram or tell your friends all about it, right? Like talk about the hardship, talk about the fact that, hey, the contractor is three months behind and it sucks, right? Or, you know, you ordered these, you know, beautiful cabinets, you thought they were gonna be great, they arrived and the quality wasn't what you thought and now you're gonna have to start over, right? Like those sorts of uh, experiences and sharing that along the way does yield the opportunity for you to build up awareness that you have this space, potentially build up a wait list, um, so anyways, I, I think too often we all have this tendency of wanting to wait until it's ready and then show the world. Yeah. And maybe it's actually time to, you know, invite people along for the journey. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned also about, you know, what you share and what you don't share. And I actually think that's, it's a really personal decision also depending on your brand. Like hmm. you have to decide like, what's your voice? You know, what's your brand's voice? How, how do you speak? How do you write? What parts of the journey are you showing? You know, how transparent are you? And there's no right or wrong here. Like none of those yeah. are, there's no correct answer. It's you have to decide. And as uh, you know, for Hinter, we have, we have a, a specific voice that I do. People often tell us, you know, whether you follow us on Instagram, you get our newsletters, whatever it is, there's a, there's a voice that is communicated and it, it goes back to the whole feeling of, you know, the community, the wellness, the, the philosophy, mentality, all of that. Um, but that's also how you share your story. Yeah. And that's, it has to reflect the vibe of your space too. So it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah, no, there is. And, uh, it's exciting to see how you all are, are leaning, you know, all the way into that. And, you know, I, I can, um, you know, for what it's worth, 
testify to the fact that, yeah, what you guys have on Instagram and your website and even just meeting you now, it's all, it all makes sense. It's all very, very integrated, <laughs> which means that you know that it's intentional, right? Like, uh, and you know that thought was put, was put into it. So I, I have just a couple final questions for you, Emily. First and foremost, sure. um, for wh- where did the name Hinter come from? Yeah. Um, so actually Hinter comes from, um, the German word, uh, it, it is a German word and it means behind or hidden. Mm, so okay. that was Mauricio had thought of that word and he, he came across it and he thought like, wow, like, I mean, that's it, right? We want to, we want spaces that feel like they're hidden amongst the trees or, you know, one day if we're in a beach destination, which, you know, there are some future, future plans for that, <laughs> then like, you know, hidden amongst whether it's the palm trees or the cliffs overlooking the ocean, whatever it is, we want it to feel hidden. We want it to feel um, kind of like this secret you found and you discovered, and yeah, kind of like a little secret you have hmm. um, that's just for you. Even though, even though it's not just for you, and there's people you know visiting all the time. We want you to feel when you're there that it's kind of like this little hidden gem. Yeah, yeah, like it's yours, right, for the next 48 exactly. hours or whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, I'm curious, Emily, how 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 do you feel like you've changed uh, during this process? Right, like have you learned things about yourself? Like you again, you you came from you know being an elementary school teacher, right? You grew up in 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 Montreal. You probably thought your life was going to head in a totally different direction. And, and here you are now, like building this like really interesting sort of like new little empire. Um, and I, I have to imagine that that changes, you know, you in, in some ways or, or at the very least reveals new aspects about who you are and, and how you think. How has like the Hinter journey thus far changed you and or helped you learn a little bit more about who you are? That's such a beautiful question. I have changed immensely in the last three years. Um, I, I think like as an elementary school teacher, yes, I had beautiful moments and I loved so much of it, but there was this sense of, you know, waking up every morning at 6am, rushing out my door, getting to, you know, working till 4.15 and then rushing back in traffic and, you know, that whole everyday hustle. Um, it was not for me that part, I have to say. So the idea of being able to work from home, you know, that idea of being able to work from home, which, um, I know a lot of us have actually had to make that transition because of the pandemic, but this happened for me before the pandemic, about a year, a a bit over a year before that. Um, so that transition of being, having the luxury of being able to work from anywhere, create my own schedule, have to problem solve in a way where, yes, like before, if I had a problem as a teacher, I would have to deal with it. Of course. I mean, I had children's lives in my hands, you know, but, (laughs) but there weren't like, you know, if, if a parent was upset about something, I had to deal with that or things like that. But this, is my business now. It's not another person's business. So if a client is not a hundred percent happy about something, it's a hundred percent my problem. Mm. Right. Yeah. And of course, Mauricio's as well and the rest of our team, but it lies on Mauricio and I it's there's, you know, there's not even 1% of that. That's not our problem. It's all our problem. So I think that when you have your own business, there are obviously there are beautiful sides of it, like the flexibility and, you know, I can travel when I want. I can work from wherever I want. I can wake up when I want. I can work on Saturday night, but I can sleep in on a Monday. I can design that. That's wonderful. But there are, there are parts of it as well that are very challenging, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I, I, everything relies on us. So that has changed me in the sense of realizing that there is so like so much of every decision we make has a direct impact on not only our business, but on others perception and experience with the brand. And that's something that is so important. So, you know, to answer fully your question, has it changed me? Absolutely. I mean, it puts more at more and less responsibility and structure in my life all at the same time, which is a weird thing to say. (laughs) Um, But it also has 
reminded me how important, because I'm preaching this all the time, right? Slow living, sustainability experiences. And it has kind of brought me back to my roots of loving those things. Mm. I mentioned to you earlier at the very start of our conversation, you asked me what I liked, what I cared about, who I, where I came from. And I told you that I was always big on experiences and, um, and nature was always something I loved as well. And I think for a few years that maybe the hustle and bustle of my busy life pulled me away from that and being, you know, having hinters, such a huge part of my life. It has reminded me what's really, really important to me and how I can also make an impact and a difference in the world. Ah, so, so well said. Um, You know, wonderful answer to a a, a very broad uh, question. Uh, Emily, my my last question is, is how do folks find out about more about Hinter? How do they follow you? Like, what what are the what are the best ways for people who just want to learn a little bit more about your story, want to possibly stay at Hinter? Uh, we'll have links to your Instagram and your website and all that fun stuff in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, just scroll on down and you can find uh, their uh, Hinter House's uh, Instagram and website below. But any other way that you'd recommend folks reach out if they're interested in learning more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the number one place to start, I would say, is Hinter.com. That's the hub of everything that we're up to. Um, you can see the different spaces we have. You can see, um, you know, the, the possibility of building with us in the future. There's uh, renting the Tesla. I mean, you can even get links to our digital studio. That's a great hub. I would also say the next best place to look is on Instagram. Um, our main account is at Hinter Company. That's where you know, again, it's kind of our hub for all of our different Instagram accounts because we do have a specific one for Hinder House and we have a specific one for Self House. Um, we have also like a specific Instagram account for the studio. But I would say that's the hub where you can kind of find everything. Um, of course, if you specifically have any questions for me and you want to reach out, you can always reach out directly, emily at hinter.com. Shoot me an email um, and I'm happy to to talk to you about anything. Well, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Uh, I've really, really enjoyed just meeting you and uh, learning a little bit more about what you're Thanks. building. It's it's super fantastic. It's really unique. It's it's quite compelling. So, uh, you know, give give our best to Mauricio. Uh, thank him for uh, the role he played in all of this. And you know, for what it's worth, Absolutely. keep doing what you guys are doing. It's it's a it's a beacon. It's it's a lighthouse for for many. So, thanks for your time. Wow, and thanks. it's been it's been really great to get to know you. Thank you so much, Zach. I feel the same way. And you're really, you know, you're great at doing these interviews as well. And uh, you, you ask beautiful questions. Well, thank you. Hey, friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach. Z-A-C-H at Spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at Spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.